Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Young F.A. Holmes. So scary, won't let them bury me. Uh, That's why I keep my 30. I shoot like Gary. And boy, I'm getting money. I'm getting money. Uh-huh. All right, welcome back to Don V Friday. Another another Friday in Hokey Land. Hokies Hokies coming off a of, Hokies coming off a big win down in Atlanta. Drift is not with us. We got Tally Bands in the building. A long time coming. Don't be Friday's alone now. The, the episode just never came out. How you living, my boy? Man, living, man. Living. That's what we doing. Appreciate being here, man. Appreciate you having me on. Living, living. This is the second time you've been on Don V Fridays, but the first time never saw the light of day. <laughs> man, that's the that's in the lost archives, man. Bro, I got so many classics in the vault. <laughs> It's That's not even archive, funny, man. Man. They don't even. I don't even. Hey, I don't even want to go. They want to. They want to go back to them lines, man. I, right. I, I think I was big lying on them. All right. That was like I think that was two years ago. Yeah. And I was still. I was. I wasn't with the. I wasn't on the Fuente train. But I think he was holding out. He wasn't like a pro. He wasn't a stand or nothing. But you were still giving him some rope. Yeah, man. I was. I, I was giving him some rope. I think. Uh, if I can remember correct, we was uh we was talking about who was gonna be the quarterback. It was uh we was talking about who was gonna be the quarterback, and it was before Hendon and all of that. So yeah, man, man it was, it dark was a time. Lot of shit, man. <laughs> For real, dark fucking times. Before we get, before we get into the episode, man, I want to dedicate this episode to Quest, man. Quest laid up in the hospital, man. Shout out to Quest, man. He told me to give him a shout-out. Shout-out to Quest. Shout-out to Quest, man. Quest laid up in the hospital. Uh, had a McRib attack. Have it to the best of us. Rest up, niggas. Shout-out to Quest, man. Shout-out to Quest, bro. Um, but, but before we get into the uh, Georgia Tech recap, we always got to pay some bills. Sam Bull. Sam Bull is the stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. On Symbol, you can trade sports teams like stocks, and every time your teams win, you earn cash. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your team wins. Join the 7,000-plus early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite teams. Visit www.simbull.com to create a free account, and when you deposit, Make sure to use the promo code SD to make your deposit risk-free. Visit Symbol.com, use the promo code SD, 
and your deposit will be risk-free. That means even if you lose money, Symbol will refund your initial deposit. No questions asked. Join Symbol and start investing and profiting from your favorite teams. In Spotify Green Room, it's a live audio-only sports talk platform. You can talk to many, many people, athletes, insiders, ins uh, fans in real time. You can get in on many conversations that you listen to. Some of your favorite podcasts are recorded on that app. You probably can get featured on some of those podcasts, by the way. Download the Spotify Green Room app for free at the iOS app store. You can create a profile, link your Twitter. You can join leagues and groups. You can follow, uh, you know, some of your favorite people on there and get notified when their rooms go live. So Spotify Green Room, iOS App Store. Virginia Tech played Georgia Tech in the beautiful city of Atlanta, Georgia. Tally, this is a, this is a, a special episode because Tally had his boots on the ground. He was actually in the building for the game. Before we get into the actual recap, what was what was the what was the game day experience like there in Atlanta, Georgia? I never been to a, a a road game at Georgia Tech. So what what's the what's the road experience like at Georgia Tech? It's crazy, man. Like this is my my second time being there. Um, my first time it was it was the year uh, the year Strowman took the pick, and I just knew we was going to win. He took the pick to the house, and I just knew we was going to win. We still fucking lost, but whatever the case 2017? Yeah, I think it's 2017. Yeah. Um, so this is my second time being there. Um, it, it's cool, man. I mean, it ain't nothing like man. game day atmosphere being like in Blacksburg, but like Bobby Dodd Stadium is so small that it really ain't a bad seat in the house. So mm -hmm. Pretty much anywhere you sit, you know what I'm saying, you're getting like a, a up-close view, you know what I'm saying? And then like Georgia Tech, they don't they don't take football, you know what I'm saying, serious for real, for real. So it's always open seats. So we pretty much started at the top and worked our way all the way down. I put some videos out, man. We was like up in the skyscrapers at first and then, shoot, we was right on the field pretty much uh, towards the end of the game. Shout out to Shout out to uh, some of uh, the other Hokie Nation that was there. It was, you know, hitting me up like, hey, get up, come on down here. We got room for you. So, yeah, yeah man. man. Hokie Nation definitely traveled. Uh, I know I know Beth Barnes, our Lord and Savior, was down at the game. Uh, <laughs> I think I think Jerry. Jerry. Yeah, uh, yeah I got to meet Jerry, man. That's, shout out to Jerry. A legend. Man, uh, uh, Jerry okay. is the. Y'all don't understand though. Like Jerry, she 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 different with it. Like man, one time we was uh, cause I like to cook and shit. So one time me and me and somebody, I think it might have been me and RBA who was somebody was talking on the timeline about cooking, and she was like, "Oh, y'all like to cook." So let me tell you, like I ain't know she was on a different type of level of cooking. You know what I'm saying? Like oh yeah, she on she on a chef type level of cooking. So she was like, "I'm finna send you some stuff." So. I had to go to uh, the store she worked at or whatever. Like, she bought it up there and sent it to the store down here, which the store that she worked at here is in our mall. So she was like, go to the mall and pick this up. So she sent me, like, some seasonings and some rubs and shit to put on, like, different shit that I was putting on the grill. Oh, my God, damn. You know, I ain't even supposed to be up in here. Like, don't look like niggas even touch the store. I walked in the store, and I thought I heard the bill, like, 
I thought I heard the bell go off. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, it's black people in here. Like, I feel uncomfortable in there. This shit looks so nice. You know what I'm saying? But shout out to Miss Jerry, man. She shout out to Miss Jerry at Cougar Trainee, a legend and legend and 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 mom of Hokey Hokey legend Marcus Davis. Shout yes, out sir. to him. Shout out yes, to him. Sir. So so yeah, so cool, you know these decent game day atmosphere. It wasn't like Blacksburg, you know, but still a decent atmosphere overall. Yeah, definitely, definitely, man. Like Atlanta's just. You know what I'm saying? Everybody know what Atlanta is. Then it was the yes. World Series was going on, so it was Braves. Like, you know, Shout out to the Braves. Yeah. Shout out to the Braves, man. Braves stand up. You know, everybody was there for the game, so you had people. I mean, it was a game going on that night, so, you know, it, right. was, it was crazy. Any bar you went to, any restaurant you went to, we went to some restaurants later on and bars. And it was crazy everywhere. And then, you know, the Falcons had a game with Mr. Panthers the next day, so it was it was a lot going on. So Action packed weekend of sports man, in, in was, Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, man, Atlanta was Atlanta was jumping. But when it came down to when it came down to the Tech versus Tech game, like one dude caught me in the we was getting in the elevator. He was like, "Hey, man, y'all y'all bad at football, but we fucking suck." So like they knew what it was. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't no hostility towards their fans. They weren't talking no shit because they were just like, "Damn, it is what it is. We ain't good." So it is what it is. Well, let's get into the game. Let's get deeper into the game. Virginia Tech won the game 26 to 17. Uh -huh. Braxton Burmeister, 15 to 25, 254 yards, two touchdowns. Trey Turner had the best game, arguably, of his career. He had where's my stats? Everything. Seven reception. Yeah, seven receptions, 187 yards. Exactly. Seven receptions, 187 yards. As one I don't got my note, I don't got my notes all the way there. Yes, one touchdown. One was 69 yard catch where basically it was like a fake screen. Um mm -hmm. Trey Turner busted coverage. Nobody ran with him. Ball was underthrown, but whatever. It is what it is with Burmice. He, you know, he's not the passer that uh right. they said he was, but we knew that. But still <laughs> schemed open, wide open. Uh, Trey Turner makes a man miss. That's for the goal line touchdown. He had the best game, arguably, maybe his best statistic game of his career. Somebody can correct me if, if I'm wrong. No, and, he was um, I feel like that play set the tone for the day, okay? Because I feel like the offense, especially Burmeister, needs any little confidence boost he can get. Like, okay, you know, he got to, you know how, you know how when they say a basketball player needs to see the ball go inside the net? Even if yeah. it's on a free throw or a layup, they need to see it go in and then they can kind of settle into the game. I feel like Burmeister needs that on those first draft and second draft. He needs to see the right. ball gets completed so he can, okay, okay. I feel like he presses and starts overthrowing and shit and underthrowing. Yeah. But uh, he, we hit that play. Shout out to they, people claim Fuente was calling plays, whatever. Whatever you got to do to get points on the board, whatever. You know, I, I'm with you. I mean, it don't matter if Mickey Mouse was calling it. I mean, it was a bust right. of coverage. We need to yeah. score. Like, if yeah, you call it, play, just call him the whole time. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. So definitely. Um, so, like I said, Trey Turner had a hell of a game. He pretty much carried the pass and offense. Um, shout out to Trey. No, shout out to Trey. Shout out, um, shout out, shout out Tavion Robinson also had a touchdown. 
But it, it came down, honestly, the offense running the ball. Malachi Thomas, once again, 25 carries, 103 yards. Uh, Raheem Blackshear, 14 carries, 83 yards. This yeah. is why the offense has been better the last two weeks because Braxton Burmeister has been getting help by his running backs. Um, what's your take on Malachi Thomas? I know you follow recruiting. Um, I know you follow recruiting. What's your take on Malachi Thomas? You think he should have been a day one starter? Fuente tried to – he tried I, to defend I, Malachi not playing by saying he he was good at running but couldn't do shit else. Right, what's right, your right, take? Right. I mean, like, you know, from, from following the recruiting and shit, you know what I'm saying? There was some people like, oh, yeah, he – he didn't see that. Oh, you need to watch the film. I tell people like all the time, I'm not a fucking coach. You know what I mean? Like, I can look at some stuff and be like, okay, yeah, he he looked decent or he don't. You know, and I ain't mm-hmm. just got to go by stars, but shit, talent is talent. Like, I'm looking for motherfuckers that's got talent. Shit that I see. You know, right. like, honestly, I done seen Kenji uh, Christensen. I seen him play because he's from Alabama. So mm-hmm. I seen him play in person and like, he just looked like a college football player. Like, he like 6'1", 6'2", you know, maybe 200 pounds playing running back, and he played for a bigger school here. Um, so I see him playing in person. So I thought, like, out of all the running backs, he was the one I paid attention to the most. I was like, yeah, he going – I ain't say he was going to come in and start or come in and get no, you know, major PT, but I wasn't I wasn't one of the people that was on Thomas like that. And I had some people mm-hmm. that were saying, like, yeah, he going to be nice, but – I feel like us as fans, we say that about everybody who come in. So right. I think the first time that I seen him, I was like, okay, dude, look like he, you know, it's garbage time. He, he he did all right. And then I think we was talking about it in the space. I was like, you know, tell some people didn't even know who he was, like didn't know his name. All right. Like, 24. Like we, we like 24 came in. Yeah, who is that? You know, that's kind of how it was. Like he came out of nowhere. But, I mean, the people who we had back there, I mean, I, I was a hosting fan, I guess you could say, but hosting wasn't getting it done. Like, you got to – I don't think that we're doing nothing so much different with each running back in. I just feel like Thomas is a little bit more of a patient runner. I feel yeah. like he run hard. So, seeing him in person, he is a little bit faster than I thought he was. Like, um, on the field, he, he, he ain't no burner, but he, he's quick. You know, he's fast. He and had a second one, gear. Yeah, yeah, and and not one man was taking him down. Like, going back and even looking at the, the last couple of games that he's played in, not one man is able to take him down a lot of times when he gets in the hole. Even when you see on those plays when he getting, you know, piled up, he's still standing up. Like, he a freshman. So it ain't right. nothing that they've done so much. He just came in with that. You know what I mean? So shout out to him, man. He, he playing hard. There's something shout that we out, need. Shout out to him. He must have been absolute dog shit and pass protection because <laughs> how do you look like that carrying the ball? And I know Fuente says more to being a running back than carrying the ball, but God damn it. They call it running back. They don't call it blocking back. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. what the fuck? Like you, you tank yeah. the whole game because this nigga couldn't block. What? All right. Yeah. I don't know. Cause I mean, you, you think about him in some of these other games that we played in some of these games we lost in. I mean, if he's right. able to do that half of what he did in some of these games, I mean, win hell, it's a, it's a different game. I'm right. even scared to say that, but, yeah, we we, we win. We win them because it takes 
okay, so what we've learned, we're eight games in at this point. Like yeah. the team, like, like the potential, there is no more potential. We know where they are. We know what everybody is at this point. Right. So we know now that Braxton Burmeister is not capable, and that's not his fault. He got to play. He's not right. capable of carrying this team to victory. He needs help. Um, yeah. So with a running mate in the backfield, now he runs less. Now he's not getting fucking killed against Middle Tennessee. Yeah. You got a run game versus Richmond. You're not, you're not leaning on a limited quarterback to save you with running. And I think with a legit runner like Malachi Thomas, now Burmeister's healthy playing in some of these other games, and it just opens everything up. Now Trey Turner's running asshole open all game. Yeah, because yeah, you got to yeah, you gotta account for the running game. Like, I mean, you got to account for some stuff. You got a running back that's actually running the ball. He ain't just in there as a fucking decoy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they legit can turn around and hand him the ball. I mean, yes. if you look at if you look at Malachi Thomas and what he done this year, I think he averaging like five and a half yards a carry. Like that's for a freshman, that's good. Yeah, for a freshman, I think he got, yeah, he got about fifty carries, something like that. I ain't looking at the stats one hundred percent, but you know, like he 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 handling his business. You know, I ain't saying he a world beater or nothing like that. I ain't no, you know, I'm just saying that when he he's got still, his he's still wrong. Yeah. He got his chance. He got in there, and he making that shit count. So he's done better than what we've seen. Hosting get in and do even Blackshear. Blackshear's used a little bit different way. Blackshear has to bounce. Look better than Keyshawn King too, who's been in the program for three three years. Yes, sir. Like Blackshear has to bounce off another running back, another running style. And then, like you said at the beginning, once he got started, then we seen Blackshear. He get loose a little bit. You know, he's got that mm-hmm. defense loosened up a little bit. So if you put Black Shield against maybe one man, he make it make that man beat or make that man miss because you know had Thomas running and he current one or two of them. So yeah, I mean, I it it blows my mind that we have whenever I see something like that, just me as a fan and being a disgruntled fan, like I'll be like, what the fuck else are we hiding? You know what I'm saying? Like if he can get in the game and he can do this, what wide receivers are we hiding over there? What, you know. What can the other quarterback do? I don't know. Just all types of yes. shit. What 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 else do they have staged? And they're running out of excuses as far as the this person ain't ready or you know, Fuente said, well, right now we kind of anticipated more more guys will be involved in receiving and we kind of only using three guys. Well, yeah. you was the MF that said that this was the best passing team you had since 2016. He told a lie. He told a whale of a lie. He told the lie of the year. He's a liar. Nobody's topping that shit. Um, (laughs) But defensively, (laughs) the defense, I mean, Jameer Gibbs is one of the best players in the ACC. So having him only 11 carries, 113 yards, one play, he put his foot in the dirt. He made Nasir Peoples look like a fucking fool. But that's one of the best. He shook loose, but he didn't score. He didn't score. (laughs) Somebody called him. <laughs> Somebody called him. Somebody called him. Georgia Tech ended up trying to convert fourth and two, and yeah. they did not get it. And I think that's what cost them the game. Yep, it did. It did. Because you got to think, being like, yeah, in the, being in the stadium during that time, man, like the whole game, because it was, you know, Hokie Nation travels well 
Everybody yeah. in there was thinking and saying the same thing. Oh shit, we didn't see this. We up by 13. Yeah. Most people, you got 30, you up 13 points. Like you chilling, you talking shit. Nobody talking shit. Like everybody looking at each other, like, you know what? I done seen this. We know what's gonna happen here. Cause you gotta think, like, yeah, we jumped out and got the 14 points in the first quarter, but after that, like we didn't score no more on offense. Like, right. I mean, I mean, we scored pretty much special teams, like we kicking field goals yeah, the rest of the game. So once we started kicking field goals, getting down there, can't convert, people was already ready for that letdown again because not just this year. Like, we've seen this story so many times. We've, we've been in so many games uh, or leading so many games, and then at the end of the game, we blow it. So everybody was pretty much like, all right, here it is. I know it's happening. So when buddy, yeah, when Buddy broke that big run, like, people was deflating fuck. We still up. Two scores, pretty much, and they were like, "It's over." They're gonna score here. They're gonna get the ball back. They're gonna beat us. Like a lot of fans was really like that. And see, me, I was a little bit different because, like, I didn't have no expectations for the game. Like, this is the first game that I've ever been to, but I didn't have no expectations. I was just like, "Shit, it's a free ticket." I'm in Atlanta. Like, I'm just having fun. You know what I'm saying? So, I was like, "Whatever happens, happens." I just was watching the game, enjoying it. But as a fan. As a you know, as a fan that's that's deeply you know into the team, it's not many times where I'm gonna be like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. It, and and all of those fans are the same. Like that was there. They like one dude told me he traveled from Alexandria, Virginia, or some shit like that. Oh yeah, it took me eight nine hours, ten hours to get here. Like bro, they still traveling. They still going to the game, but the expectations are just like, man, I'm ready for this dude to go because everybody's nervous every time we got any kind of lead that that does not you know 30 points 40 points and that's crazy to me yeah yeah definitely and and it seemed like from that point that fourth and two the defense the defensive line pinned their ears back they put Amari mm-hmm. Barno it seemed like they put Amari Barno back standing up yeah. and just said this whether he was spying or a delayed rush or he was just blitzing from the linebacker position. The defensive line plus Amari Barno at linebacker, his, his original position when he came in, yeah, took over That's the game. Then yeah. they yeah. is back. Uh, they they let they they did not let Jeff Sims get comfortable anymore after that. It seemed like the man was under constant pressure for the rest of the game. Defense closed the book on that. Uh. I felt like the def- I felt like the defense had another strong showing. You know, you had some plays here and there, and I think a lot of us know that if you can get certain one-on-one matchups with your playmakers versus our versus our defense, you can take advantage of certain weaknesses. But as a unit, it's a solid unit. Right, right. Yeah, people don't. You know, as far as you say, I mean, you pretty spot on what you're saying. Like. The defense, a lot of people who are just frustrated talk about, you know, what we ranked, how bad the defense is playing, different games. Even I, you know, I get frustrated, though, so I'm like the defense dropped the ball on some games. But, like, as a unit this year, they've been solid. You know what I'm saying? Like, they may not be the best defense in the country or top 25, whatever the case may be when you're looking at certain stats. But anybody that we played against, they've given us an opportunity to, to, to win. To, to compete. Like, I didn't get right. to watch the pit game. I didn't want to watch the pit game, but I 
I was in a wedding that week, so I didn't watch the pit game until afterwards. And, you know, people was telling me, like, nah, man, it was a, you know, I'm looking at the score like, man, we got beat, what, 28 to 7. It's, it's no way right. y'all can tell me the defense did decent. But then I went back to watch the game. I'm like, damn, they was holding on. As long right. as defense, they did. Defense had a hell of a good game versus a, a team that was averaging 52 points a game coming yeah, in. I'm like, golly, I didn't give them enough credit because, like, they held on as long as they could. But, damn, we was going three out, three and out, three and out, three and out. You can't expect them to keep on going out and doing it. They fucking tired. We don't have no depth. So um, the defense is solid. I mean, the defense have been playing solid. Like you said, like people don't realize, even me, I didn't realize like how Jeff Sims ain't little, number one. He's got nice size to him and he can move. Like he's very patient when he runs and it's, yes. it don't look like he's running fast on TV, but like his strides is just, he getting loose, man. Like when he's running, and our our defense, they they kept up with him. You know what I'm saying? They kept him, they kept him at least in a box enough where we could win the game. They didn't let him beat us. You know what I'm saying? He had a right. couple of a couple of runs that he he did a good job on. A couple of passes where he put the ball where it needed to be. But you know, as a whole, I mean, they they did their job. I think Jeff Sims carried the ball like 12 or 13 times. He may have had like 50 or 60 yards. Um, he had like a long one long run where it made you know it was like a normal ass run though. It wasn't like he scored and then I think he made it around like 20 yards. But defense yeah. did a good job of, of containing him. And like you said earlier, um, I don't know what they're doing on the defense. I ain't no again, I ain't a coach, I'm just a fan. But it seems like when they move Barno to that spot where he's standing up, he's more effective. I don't yeah. know if it's getting ahead of steam and he's rushing that way or he ain't getting a good jump off the line, but whatever they doing when he's standing up, he's he's more effective that way. I feel like he's reading better. I feel like he's getting to uh the ball better that way. I just don't yeah. know. I don't know if it's just, you know, he has to be that way against certain quarterbacks or what, but whatever they doing and for him to make it goes back to, it goes back to last year when he was kind of doing both. And yeah. When he when he was standing up, he was relentless. It seems like it seemed like he was after. It seemed like he was after because we still talking about and he, and he moved a defensive end, you know, full time this year. We still talk about a kid with zero bag. I ain't seen I ain't seen out a bull rush, a spin move, a swim move, nothing. He he get it. He getting it all off effort and relentlessness. Yeah. So maybe. Defensive end, he just a dude with no bag, but standing up. I guess, yeah, I guess, Mono Imano, he can make plays. I mean, stand up. Hell, he fucking six 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 seven. I mean, like he bent, he so, he got in, or he's got using his arms the right way. I guess when he's, it's different. I guess when when it's like a boxer, you know what I'm saying. If you got the reach, then you need to stay away from him. But it's right. like when they're too close to him, I guess he. I don't know. I ain't watched enough film or watched enough him, but I just know he hasn't been as productive when he's down and when he's up. It looks like right. two totally different players. Two totally, two totally different players, like night and day. You cannot be that big. I don't give a fuck if it's been your first day playing. He's a big motherfucker, man. too. Like, you cannot look like Amari Barno and play against Middle Tennessee State and register zero stats. Yeah. Not a ball batted down, 
not a not a nothing, not an assisted tackle, nothing. Oh. So <laughs> it looked like he was getting double, nothing special, you know. Nothing. Right, no, nothing. But North Carolina game, uh, Clemson game last year, uh, this last game we just had, and various other spots in 2020, the man was a terror. <laughs> so some people were saying first round. Oh yeah, first round. That was me. First round talent. I mean, it was more than you. It was, it was out there. Like it was out I there, some, especially after yeah. that North Carolina game. It was. Yeah. Some, I mean, it was some lies percolating, circulating in the air. Man, I'm telling love, you, love was in the air. Man, already. <laughs> John Parker Romo, he made four kicks, and he missed Saved one. Our from 50, Saved our ass. He made four kicks. He missed one from fifty-three yards. But that would have been a career long. I don't. I don't that an NFL kicker probably should make fifty three yards. But college kickers, no. you can't expect college kickers to make fifty three yards. Yeah. Um, he he gonna wear number twenty five this week. Um, shout out John Parker Romo, and the special Parker team. Romo. Special teams ain't lost us a game yet. So we had no big punt returns against us. Like for real, you know, like. Yeah. They're doing their job. They know what they're supposed to do. Special te- you, I always say this about special teams. You you might not know when you got good special teams, but you but always you know, know when you got bad. <laughs> <laughs> you you don't give a fuck about a kicker until you got a sorry one. <laughs> yeah, or 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 uh, long snap. You don't right. care about the long snap until you snap that motherfucker in the back of the end zone or something. Man, yeah. What the fuck is he doing? Yeah, Man, same thing with punters. Before AJ Hughes, I cannot remember this punter name. This is like 2010 season, might have been 2011 season. Before AJ Hughes, and Buddy would shank every punt. Somebody gonna know who I'm talking about. It's always Virginia Tech got a lot of special teams fans because of Beamer. Somebody yeah. gonna know who this kicker, this punter was. He would shank every punt. This had to be 2011 season before <laughs> AJ Hughes was punting. Yeah. And that's when that's I was like, okay, game. yeah, we got us a bad punter this year because I know the punter name. Yeah, that you said was yeah, I don't, I don't, We don't want him on the field. Shank Apotamus. Get he him out of shank. here. He was shank. Any, I mean, he was shanking shit. I'm talking about he was he was out there with 13-yard punts and shit. It was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. We and then the only reason why I know A.J. Hughes was because he wasn't shanking punts. He was just punting yeah. them bitches. <laughs> He was just doing normal shit. Yeah, he doing normal shit. Became a legend. All yeah. he ain't shanking punts like the last motherfucker. Right. Yeah. Shout out to that dude. When you got bad special teams, you definitely gonna know that. You gonna know it. You gonna but know it. anything we, else. Let me ask, let me ask you a question while we on that. Because I, yes, I had said some one time, and I can't remember how you um how you responded or what you had to say. The 25. How do you feel about the, the 25 legend living on? A play feel, away in the 25 area. I'm, I'm a big fan of 25. I think we need to crank it up to the best players with 25. Not the kicker. Not the kicker. Not the gunner. Not the gunner. Not the, not the you know, respect the special teams. But I feel like the best player. I feel like they should put Burmeister in that shit. I feel like they should put the best, best player on some Almost like captain of the week type shit. You know how every week they designate somebody to yeah. carry the, the Commonwealth of Virginia flag 
the, the Hokie right. flag and the American flag, how they de- yeah. they should designate a twenty five to a captain or a baller. Right. So my thing is, so if you have a, I mean, I guess the only ones who will get screwed on that would be like a lineman because a lineman can't wear that number. So right. I mean, I can say a lineman would be the best player, but I mean, it was some games where you looked at Christian Darius all last year, like, yeah, that. I mean, yeah, he deserved that twenty five definitely. Hey, you know what I mean? So. I guess I can kind of understand why they wouldn't do that, but I feel what you're saying as far as that. Like, just let – if you're going to go that route, just let whoever wear yeah, So, I looked at it a little bit – Right. I looked at it a little bit different because, I, I mean, I fuck with people all the time just on Twitter because I like to argue. And I was saying, like, hey, man, get it out of here, you know, as far as – and people like, oh, the players love it and stuff like that. And I get that. You know what I'm saying? And even what 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 they do is fine. There's nothing wrong with it. But just like I said, for the sake of argument, I just like to know what people think. Uh, somebody had said something. I can't remember who it was. It may have been Brendan Hill. Uh, I think it may have been Brendan Hill, but I'm not sure. But they was like, you know, if you're gonna do the 25, let somebody wear it all year. What you think if they did that? Like if they let one person, that was their number for the whole year. I don't like that because Fuente would choose and he would choose somebody we don't think should have it. <laughs> just like number one. He, just like right. just like number one. Yeah. Yeah. So you say if Fuente get it, if he got his hands in it, you know what? If that. he got his hands anywhere near it, he'd give it to the walk-on third string. Jimmy, Jimmy Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. That do it weekly. I mean, it's bad enough he put it on some of the people that they do put it on. Whether that's yeah. your best or whoever, um, but for a year, nah, they'd be fucking Frank's legacy all up <laughs> doing it like that. I feel, but I, I've seen some some twenty five. I remember Ricky Walker had a great game in number twenty five. I think he was playing against Florida State twenty eighteen. Yeah. Greg Stroman had a punt return win twenty five. It's been some good moments. Yeah, they was they was giving Greg that twenty five. Greg was getting loose in. Greg was shaking yeah. in that twenty five. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely had people ball out, but it's it's losing its mystique. Yeah, it's yeah. starting to lose its mystique. Did Trey turn to win twenty five last week? And no, last I week, was, I think he was. I forgot who was twenty five last week. See, it used to mean some shit. Right, right. No, nah, he wasn't. Yeah. Trey wasn't in twenty five last week. Yeah, think. see, they, see, it used to mean some shit after a game like that. Yeah, John Parker, Romo, you hit four kicks. Lottie, goddamn, die. You missed the fifty three. You know, you make that fifty three. Now let's start talking twenty five. So you say you know, did your job. You did your job on the on yeah. the on the fourth. But if you hit that fifth one, that put you over the edge. Yeah. Now we can start talking twenty five. I think Trey Turner should be wearing twenty five this week if he's playing. Trey Turner should wear whatever number he want to wear this week. Yeah, he should be wearing number one for real. For real. But shout out to Mario. <laughs> shout out to Mario. Yeah, they said Don't fuck me uh, up, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Don't fuck somebody me up, said, somebody had said uh, I seen somebody um put a little news thing out. They were saying that Shamar Connor didn't um he didn't come back in the game the second half. I guess they was he had some kind of injury, but like he was walking off the field fine at the end of the game. I, I right. know he could have something wrong, but I'm saying like I seen him walk yeah. off the field and he was fine. Yeah. So I'm hoping that he's and when straight. Fuente and when Fuente was asked about it, he was like he ain't talking about it. So. He don't never talk about shit, man. The motherfucker like, might got a he might have tore his hamstring off the bone. Fuente ain't yeah. saying shit. Fuente ain't saying no. I'm hiding. I mean, 
Lord have mercy. I don't even know what to think, what to say about dude. Right. No spring games. We had shit. We had shit. Had, we, had, we had everything for four four. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we keep our shit tighter than the FBI for four and four. Goddamn Fuente, man. God love him. Fuente. Finesse, a legend. And he ain't getting fired. Shout out to all the people nope. that lied. Nope. I put out I, I, I put a tweet up today. I said he's not he not. I've been saying it the whole time. Like, yeah, hey. My grandma used to say something. She used to say, uh, you come up here and slap me, that's shame on you. But if you come up here and do it again, it's shame on me. I ain't getting slapped twice. You got me the first right. time. Last year, last year I thought he was gone. This year, I ain't believing that shit. Like, no, nah, man. I believe in shit. I'm not believing now, you, nothing. You seen that picture of Whip Babcock Hug and Fuente after that game? You'd have thought they won yeah. a national championship or some shit. Yeah, they about to go home and put their Trump shirts on. They good. Yeah, I'm not they, about to put, they about to put their Yonkin shirts. I don't know about Trump, but they about to put them, <laughs> them Yonkin shirts. Shout, hey, shout out Glenn Yonkin, a legend, winning Virginia. I, yeah, I don't, even, I, don't, I, don't, you know, I don't even, I don't even pay attention to no politics, but I done seen that name pop up like 10 million times on the timeline because I follow so many Virginia tech people. So I'm guessing what politician yeah. in, 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 uh, in Virginia. Yeah. Not only is he a Republican, but he like he ran the Trump playbook. Yeah, he ran yeah. the Trump playbook. So, so it's a lot of salty Democrats in Virginia. I'm not Democrat. I'm not Republican. I'm a black man. I'm all for the yeah. advancement of black people. And neither one of these motherfuckers was talking about that. So, it's no reason for me to even consider voting for any of these motherfuckers. But, but Glenn Youngkin ran on the. Uh, don't be teaching critical race theory in school, and it fucking worked. Motherfuckers, hmm. <laughs> well, you, play, I, I you played you, on their heartstrings, huh? Played on them heartstrings. Let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell. Let me tell people about the Commonwealth of Virginia. That shit you see outside of DC is not Virginia. That is DC Junior. That is only one small part of the Commonwealth. It is a big ass state. Once you get outside of that little pocket of Northern Virginia. You are in the South. <laughs> you are no longer like the, the I don't know where the Mason Dixon line up. The shit is probably in Maryland somewhere. But you don't enter the South until you get out of Northern Virginia. Now you are in the South. So welcome. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, hey, it is what, like I tell people, people be looking at me crazy sometimes when we get to talking and start talking about Alabama. People like, Oh, y'all don't have this or y'all this kind of way. I've seen Alabama on the movie. I'm like, motherfucker, y'all are just like we are. Shit, I've been to Virginia plenty of times. And that shit in West Virginia. Hey, that's that that shit had me nervous. I don't get nervous in places. Like I'm good in every hood, but yeah, except yeah. West Virginia, that shit had me. That shit had me fucked up. I was like, Well, they I'm they their own state. Don't, I was telling them, hey, don't I was saying, but don't lump us in with that shit they got going over there. <laughs> I was telling my wife, baby, hold your purse close, man. These motherfuckers look weird over here. Hey. Them motherfuckers got down. They, they, they get they get they get messed up. It's a whole <laughs> different party over there. Yeah, I don't even go to West Virginia. But week nine last. Week nine. Week nine was a uh interesting state of games in the ACC. Me and Drift picked the games. Um we'll go over them, we'll go over them quickly. Miami beat Pitt. I had Miami covering. Miami won the game outright. He drifted. Yeah. He lied. He thought he really <laughs> thought Pitt was gonna cover nine and a half at home with a rank beside the drift, man. 
Shout out to my man. Shout out to Drift, you fucking liar. Like, Pitt was ranked with expectation. You should have known they was going to lose. <laughs> Lied a fucking week to me, but FSU and Clemson in the backdoor cover of the century. I hope I had Clemson. I don't give a fuck how they got it done by hook or by crook. Uh, shout out to all my gamblers out there that had Clemson plus nine and a half. I mean, Madison nine and a half. Clemson won 20 to 30 on uh, it was one of the plays where Florida State was doing the the the, the uh the laterals, the yeah. lateral shit. Yeah. Boy, through the lateral well, down there to the that's why, don't, that's why they don't be want people to 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 uh to bet in the state that you live and stuff because that shit like that'll make you want to kill somebody, man. Like that shit. Hey, I didn't bet on it. You know, I didn't bet on that, but you know how pissed you gotta be for shit like that to happen, like as a better. Oh. Or you got that in a parlay, like bro, that's that's bro, bro. That's a fucked up way to lose right now. That is a bad beat. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Clemson covered. They were Clemson. Let me be clear. I told the truth, but it's still a lie because Clemson still looked shitty all throughout the game. They were supposed to lose yeah. the game. Yeah. They were supposed to lose. Florida State just didn't know how to win. They didn't. They gave Florida it. State did not know how to win. And then and then they found a way to let Pitt backdoor cover that bit. Yeah. True for the week. Clemson minus nine and a half. Boston <laughs> College. Boston College lost the Q's uh six to twenty-one. I believe I had Boston College winning that game, but no, Q's pulled that out. So I lied. I think Drift had Q's. Drift told the truth. Wait for it, beat the College. shit out of Duke. We Boston had, College didn't score a touchdown in that game. Didn't score a touchdown. So ex- expect a lot of Boston College offense this week. They're coming out with them bandana jerseys on. Niggas red bandanas. Yeah. Get your mind right. They doubled up on the red bandanas. They Boy, already had a true. red bandana game. They said, fuck that. They selling they soul. Just like how we sold our soul September 3rd. This is a soul selling for Jeff Hadley yeah. and his boys coming up. We're going to get into that. Wake Forest beat the shit out of Duke. That ain't surprised nobody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had North Carolina actually beating Notre Dame. They lost by 10. They lost 34 to 44. Notre Dame actually covered. Uh, me and Drift Lad, I think we both had Notre Dame outright winning that game. They did not do that. And Louisville lost 13 to 28 to NC State. I don't remember who we picked, but I think we both picked North Carolina State and they won that game. Before we get into the week 10 picks, Got Tally in the building. Before we get into that, let's pay some bills. Symbol. As I find a read. Symbol <laughs> is a sports stock market that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. There are two ways to make money on Symbol. First, every time a team you own wins, you earn a cash win payout. Second, just like the stock market, if you think a team is going to increase in value, you can buy low and you can sell high profit. Use promo code SD to make your first deposit risk-free. That means even if you lose money or just decide the market isn't you, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. And yes, you can buy Virginia Tech stock on Symbol. Um, You know, a lot of see, a lot of motherfuckers, you know, they hit me up all the time and they say, 
oh, Don V, you don't believe in the team. You're so negative. They won't put their money where their dick is, though. Get on symbol then. Get on symbol. Everybody that tell me I'm negative, I'm a piece of shit, I'm a bad fan. Get on symbol. Buy some hokey stock and put your money where your dick is. And stop talking Man. about this shit. See, everybody can talk it, but is you ready to put your money on it? I'm not putting no money on that shit. With your, but hey, symbol, hey. But the best thing about it is they will refund you. It's a risk-free deposit. On okay, we're talk about that then. Okay, Promo so code SD. It's Spotify Green Room, the live audio only sports talk platform. You can talk to fans, athletes, insiders in real time. You can get in on the conversations you hear on a lot of your favorite podcasts. You can, you know, it's, it's, it's rooms going on every day. Uh, you can get notified when some of your favorite people go live. All you need to do, download Spotify Green Room app for free in the iOS app store. Come with your spiciest takes. Shout out to Spotify Green Room, man. They've been holding it down for a long time. Week 10 in the, at, in the Atlantic Coast Conference. We got, first, first and foremost, we got number nine, the number nine team in the country, Wake Forest Demon Deacons at North Carolina Tar Heels. The Tar Heels are two and a half point favorites, despite Wake Forest being uh eight and oh and uh number nine in the country. North Carolina's coming off a loss. I think North Carolina's four and four, just like us. Mm-hmm. But North Carolina is two and a half point favorites. That lets y'all know that Vegas says fuck all that magical close and shit. Talent is talent. Well, yeah. What do you have shaking out in this game? I think North Carolina going to win, man. I always say, when shit be happening like that to me, like I said, when we went and played uh, West Virginia, I'm like, mm-hmm. man, Vegas be knowing some type of shit, man. I don't know. I ain't saying North Carolina look good, bad, ugly. Everybody knows the record says I think North Carolina going to – I think they're going to win. I think they're going to cover. You got, you got North Carolina for the win and the cover, and I, mm-hmm. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. And shout out Brendan Hill, because Brendan Hill bet me 20 push-ups. Well, he bet me 10 push-ups. I doubled it. That Wake Forest is going to win the Atlantic Coast Conference. And it, it sounds good, but winter is coming. Wake Forest is not going to survive November. November is about to beat their ass. Um, I, looked at, I looked at their schedule. They still got to play Clemson. They got UNC. And they got yeah. another. they got another one. They got another tough game. In November, and yep. all of that said, they still might go to Charlotte for the ACC championship game, where yep. they play Pitt or somebody, and probably lose that too. So, I got I got UNC as well. I got UNC covering. Shout out, but shout out to Wake and shout out Dave Clawson because I hear Dave Clawson's name every day. Every like, day. Before we move on to the next game, what's your thoughts on Dave Clawson and and, and ah. people saying he should be the coach or he shouldn't be the coach? Man, I think right now, man, I'd have heard so many coaches' things. It's just like they all run together to me and they don't move no right. Like, I mean, Dave Clawson is at Wake Forest. I don't know how long he's been there, but he let he let a running back leave. I understand they undefeated, but he mm-hmm. let a running back leave that went to Michigan, Michigan State, State. And now he's in the Heisman contention. He let a quarterback leave the year before. They went to Georgia. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, I feel like, again, man, I'm, I'm so snake been by a motherfucker like Fuente. It's just like... Getting Fuente vibes. I'm trying to get far away from that shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I want a motherfucker that's going to bring some hookers and strippers in and talk about pussy on TV. I don't give a fuck. Like, give me Hugh Freeze. Give me something like that. Like, I need... Hugh Freeze. I need, I need a bad boy. You know what I'm saying? Shoot, bring something in like that. I, don't, I, and, I can't. And Hugh Freeze, a coach, he a coach with a bad back from a hospital bed. Man, hey, let's put him in there. I'm good with it. Like, just give me something different. I can't go through six more years of uh, hard, smart, and tough and gritting it out. Like, no, nah, I need some yeah. flash. I need some flash. Blah. I need, I need stripper pose. I need money. I need the whole house. I need Hugh Freeze with a sciatic nerve fucked up in his back. Yeah, I need all of it. I need the controversy. I need a motherfucker who's gonna scrape his face up on the back of a, a motorcycle or something. I need yeah, all man. that. Shout, shout out Bobby Petrino. <laughs> shout out Bobby Petrino. Had his sad piece on the motorcycle. Crashed the motorcycle. Act like he didn't even know who that bitch was. A legend man. out here in these streets. <laughs> A full legend. 100%. Yeah, I don't know that bitch. The fuck you mean? How'd she get on my bike? Shit, I don't know what the fuck y'all talking about. Shout out Bobby (laughs) Petrino for doing a press conference in the neck brace with the sugar bowl with the sugar bowl hat. The reminders. (laughs) Cocked to the side. (laughs) He said, in case y'all plan on find me, let's not forget where I took y'all. Nirvana, goddammit. They yeah. still fat his ass. The Arkansas been in shambles ever since. <laughs> Got him out the play. Got his ass out of there. What the fuck he get fat for? For cheating on his wife? I think they said he was sleeping with underage girl. Not under, uh, maybe not underage. But I like mean, she, was, she worked. She was a secretary at the school or something like that. But yeah, I think she went something. to the school. He was fucking young girls. Yeah. But yeah. what did he it do? Was- Okay, it was embarrassing for the school, but what did he do that was working bad? He got a dick to it. I mean, your dick can't be that wet. Sometimes your dick got to be dry. You can't, have, you can't be out here with a willy-nilly dick. Right? It's just what yeah, it that's is. What, that's what Ed Ogeron was doing. He was out here. Getting swimming. it in. Yeah. You, hey, you can't do that. Because motherfucker be with his hand in the cookie jar. Now, you know, I ain't advocating no motherfucker sleeping with no kids. If you sleep with underage motherfuckers, like, yeah, you you sick, but... but I mean, they, they grown, technically. They, I mean, they, technically. That's what I'm saying. If they grown, if they grown, why you fine? You still an old creep, but I mean, they technically grown. Shout out Galen Scott. He was, you know, getting it in with, you know, recruits, parents, moms, and and things. Hey, shout out to the shout out to all the sleaze bag coaches that that's too poor to use back page. Yeah. They on Twitter. I mean, they on Tinder. These coaches they are on, here on Tinder. Only they fans out here. back page. They out here hunting hunting for pussy on the college campus. It's a whole ass mm-hmm. back page. Come on, man. Asking, asking the chicks, do you know who Wesley Pipes is? <laughs> Man, shout, shout out to coaches that's in the dorm rooms. Talk about you ever heard of a dick dog? Shout hey. out, to you, man. <laughs> hey, you know it is what it is. What game are we on? Man, who the other guy? All I know number twenty-five pit. Number twenty-five yeah. pit at Duke. Pit is a uh, twenty-one point favorite. Duke's ass. 
Duke. Duke is pitiful. Duke is Duke is pitiful. I got pick coverage. I got pick cover that shit. Yeah, pick don't cover that. Pick Georgia Tech. That. Georgia Tech at Miami. Miami is 10 point favorites, double digit favorites at home. Yeah, I think I'm interested, I'm interested to see what your what your play is because I think Georgia Tech. Yeah, I think Georgia Tech will cover that game. I don't think they'll win, but I think mm-hmm. they come. I think Miami will win, but I think Georgia Tech. I'll take I would take Georgia Tech for them points. Yeah, I think I think I'm rolling with Georgia Tech too because Miami's bipolar as hell. They coming off two mm-hmm. ranked wins, so they do to look they do to look shitty. Like yep. they coming off two ranked wins. Uh, they basically announced Manny's coming back. Manny ain't coaching for his job no more. So right, uh, he finna, I think Georgia he, Tech he relax. He yep. about to kick back, relax, and look like ass until it's time to play Virginia Tech. So Georgia Tech covers. <laughs> Miami wins. Georgia Tech covers. Yep. Number nineteen, NC State at Florida State. NC State is uh, two and a half point favorites. What you got shaking out in Tallahassee? Uh, I I got a um, North Carolina State. I got to go ahead and take them on that. I mean, I would okay. say, you know, for somebody, the, the betters out there, I would say, you know, Florida State is due a win. They got to get a win for the season for the coach to be like, see, that, that's that's what I did. He's one of those Fuente-type coaches, so he got to have a win to put his hat on. And he running out of them, but I just don't think it's going to be this weekend. I, th- I would take North Carolina State on that. I'm taking Florida State because they at home. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking I'm taking Florida State only because they home. And just like you said, Mike Norville, who also came from Memphis, like our like our boy, um, he he needs he he needs his he needs his win too. He needs his big win. Uh, right. NC State is kind of average team, but. They got a rank beside their name, and Florida State could use the win. So, yeah. I, I'm gonna pick Florida State, and sort of an upset. They're only two and a half underdogs. They're not big underdogs. Right. Clemson is on the road at Louisville. Clemson is four point favorites. Is you fucking with Clemson or no? I think Clemson's gonna beat the shit out of Louisville. Mm. I think Clemson's gonna beat Louisville by. At least ten points. That's what I think. I just don't. Louisville ain't. I mean, the whole ACC is trash for real. Yeah. Clemson had looked great. Uh, none this year. Actually, Clemson's looked very average this year. But I just feel like them going into Louisville. I think this is the game. But they'll put some points up on Louisville. I I want to agree. I I really I really want to agree, but. Clemson, it's something about the offense that just don't look right. Like, everything don't look right. Like everything looks just off. Know. Everything looks disjointed. Yep. It's only four. It's only four points. So yep. I think I'm gonna roll with Clemson, but I think they're gonna once again look shitty. I think they're gonna look shitty again. I think they're gonna cover, but I don't know, man. It's something about it's something about they can't block, they can't run. I mean, they had the white boy, Will Shipley. And he was looking like baby McCaffrey, and he kind of dominated last week. But right. he only a true freshman. Yeah. He can't do that shit every week. So, nope. I got, I got, I got Clemson covering, but I think once again, right. 
fucking with Clemson again, man. I mean, he, he, yeah, they can't. Clemson cover last week on accident. On oh, accident. He didn't look good at all. Yeah. The, the thing is, another reason why it's like with Louisville, they got Cunningham. He have to do so much shit for that team. I think he's leading them in. You know, of course, he's leading in passing, but he's leading in rushing as well. And Clemson right. still has a lot of, you know, they still got a lot of playmakers on defense. You know, they have them down here. Oh, yeah. They still can hit. Like, he's not going to be able to beat him normal, his normal self when he take a couple of them licks from Clemson's line. I just feel like yeah. Clemson, you know what I'm saying, be able to slow him down a little bit enough for them to score more points. Yeah, shout out Malik Cunningham. Ain't he for Birmingham? Alabama. Yeah, he was somewhere around there. I can't remember exactly where yeah. he's from. Somewhere around here. Oh, man, shout out, to shout out to that 205, man. My, my, my uh, daddy's out of the family from Birmingham, Alabama. A lot of ballers come out of Birmingham. Um, yeah. not a lot, a lot of ballers come out of there. So shout out, shout out to that whole area. Yeah, he's from uh, he's from Montgomery, actually. Oh, Montgomery. Okay, okay. My, my apologies, Malik Cunningham. Don't fuck me up. When you not see too far. Shout not out, too far. <laughs> but, shout, but shout out. Okay, and last but not least, the main event, Friday night. So we play before all these motherfuckers. Friday night mm. in in uh, Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts. It is the second Red Bandana game of the season for Boston College. We play in Boston College on the road Friday night, Red Bandanas. Um, I Please, white people do not fuck me up. But I, I think they wear this because a dude died in 9 11. Somebody, somebody. Honestly, I don't, I don't, know, know, if know. Ball, I don't know if he went I to Boston he, College or what. Yeah. I, I can't remember the story, but yeah, it's something yeah, like that. He, something, yeah, something something, it was 9 11 related, and I think the dude died, and maybe he was a, a alumni of Boston College or something. I don't know the story behind the red bandana game, but. I mean the red bandana uniforms and and things like that, but uh, they take that they take it very seriously up there. It's 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 their version of all maroon for us. They yep. they designate a, they designate a night game every year, and they wear those uniforms and they have an inspired performance. Whether they win or lose, that is their equivalent of a soul sale game. They normally yep. pull out their best shit, their best offense. Mother, you know, tight ends with neck braces and all kinds of crazy shit. Oh yeah, going oh, yeah. on in this red bandana game. So they already had a red bandana game on that eleven. Yeah, they played so UMass. Nice. They did they it said twice. That yeah, they said that wasn't enough. They played UMass. Another motherfuckers didn't see that. We doing it again. They doing it again, and um, it's a rumor. This is only a rumor that Phil Dracovic may play in the game, may start the game. That's only a rumor. Uh, the backup, the, the dude that's been playing all season, Dennis Grossall, is, you know, hot ass. So they will be better off with Dracovic playing. Yeah. Before we get into more of their playmakers, it's, I'm going to break down the tail of the tape and look at researching this before we started re recording if you look at it, if you look at it on paper, just on just on numbers, just these are just by the numbers. Throw the records out. Boston College on paper looks like a better team. We average twenty four points per game. 
they average 25.6 points per game. We allow 22.4 points per game, and they allow 20.8 points per points per game. On yardage, we average 350 yards per game. They average 356.6 yards per game. And we allow 379 yards per game, and they allow 346.9. So basically 347 yards per game for them. So just looking at, you know, throw the records out. If you did, if you just came from a spaceship and didn't know who was who, you would think Boston College was the better team uh, according to the numbers. Obviously, the game ain't played on paper, but those numbers did surprise me um, when I was researching Boston College because I look at Boston College as a team without Jacoby as a team that's some shit. But clearly, you know, they they maybe just in comparison to us, they stack up with us as far as the numbers say. What you think about that? Yeah, I mean, like you said, when you look at the numbers, you know, it's that's just it's so much shit that goes into it, man. It looks at the teams they play, the teams we play, people go into all that, but it's just like you said, if you just right. look at that numbers, like they look like they should be the better team. You know, we got the same record. It's just who gonna get out there and who gonna, I guess, play more inspired. Cause you're looking at pretty much the same team. The the, the quarterbacks are similar. Uh as far as if you look at passing yardage and things like that, because people I mean, their quarterback's not good. You know, he's got like six touchdowns, seven interceptions, something like that. He's thrown for like 1,300 yards. Mm-hmm. Vermont's right around the same shit. You know what I mean? So, yeah, they look very similar. Uh, like you said, they, on, on, on paper, they look like they could be the better team. They got us predicted to win, but I ain't right. never comfortable with none of that shit, man. You're playing somebody. Right. You got they fucking um, – Whatever jerseys that they putting on, the crowd gonna be hyped for that and crying. And, yes, you know. they will be wearing white, white oh. uniforms with the red bandana numbers, with the bandana print numbers, and we will be wearing orange. Hey, give me we all. We'll be wearing them. white pants, white helmets, orange tops. You're yep. an advocate of the, you. You, me and you both are advocates. Me and you are both advocates of wearing orange uniforms, orange, you know, orange in our uniforms because orange is one of the team colors. My colors, man. Let me get that orange, man. Stop playing with me. Yeah, I've never understood a Hokie fan complain that the school would have the fucking gall to wear one of the team colors. I've never understood that shit. I can get, um, I could even understand if we wore black and people didn't like that shit because black isn't one of our colors. Right, and I like right. our black uniforms, but right. any of them other colors that ain't your color. Orange is one of our colors. Orange is one of the colors. So I have heard somebody say, "Well, you know, they're wearing the wrong color orange." I said, "They're wearing the wrong color maroon too." Look at yeah. the maroon from way back. Look at the throwback jerseys we just wore compared to the jerseys we wear, you know, every week. They they different maroon. So yeah, we, I'm, yeah. I'm not here to you know, and and that and that is a valid point. But at the same time. We could wear the perfect orange that according some people don't want to wear orange because they think we call it causes us to lose. <laughs> we can get down yeah. to the we can get down to the real shit. People yeah. for a long time thought that if we wore maroon, we won. If we wore orange, we lost. It's mm-hmm. bullshit. It's all lies. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. 
It is. You know it is. I, I if anybody follow me, anybody listen to this, if y'all follow me, or if you haven't followed me, just go through look, look through the tweets. And I'm an orange advocate. Orange is my favorite color. It always has been. But um just I like the way we look in orange. You know, I think it's a nice looking color. I think it's a nice looking uniform that we switch it up now. I'm cool with the maroon stuff, you know, because that's our school right. colors too. But I'm like, man, you got to switch it up. Like a school like Virginia Tech with those colors, the color scheme that we got that go along with like where the school is, like Blacksburg right. in the fall is what everybody talks about. She ain't play into it. You should right. be into the fall yeah, colors. Yeah. Even the trees be orange. Man, come on, dog. Like, why, why, why we, why we fighting against that? Talk about some all maroon. I said, we got our asses beat in all maroon just like we have in orange. Like, y'all miss yeah, me with that. We got our asses in burns in all maroon. I'm, I'm not trying to, I'm not arguing no more about shit that, that y'all talking about. That shit don't. We get beat in maroon, white, or orange. I just want to see some different shit. Uh, yeah, Give me all, all We losing all iterations of the uniform because if I'm not mistaken, outside of 1995, that was our only undefeated season. These motherfuckers, Virginia Tech has lost in every iteration of every uniform they've ever had. A lot of so, times. <laughs> a lot of times. So, a lot of times. So I don't understand this. Well, we could, we went even when they broke out the 99 throwbacks uh, last week, we ain't win the game. Uniforms don't win shit. We fucking lost. <laughs> like, I, I kept saying, is the 99 team coming with them uniforms? We because... Lost, <laughs> Because uh, I ain't seen Michael Vick out there. Nope. Nope. So, so uniforms don't win your shit. Nope. So I'm saying, man, I, you I feel look. like a team like Virginia Tech, we're not Bama, we're not USC, we're not Notre Dame. Get jiggy. Get glad. Because we can't sell tradition and history. Come on, man. Remember, they got history to sell. They, they was winning championships yeah. during slavery times. So yeah. they can do all that kind of shit. We can't. We have zero championships. We got to sell the zero. future. We can't sell the past. Yep. I'm with you. And like I tell people, when they start talking to me about, well, why do you want to wear orange? I'm like, shit, it ain't. A, I mean, that's just the color I like. But look at the consensus of what people say. Look at what the recruits say. Like, when they taking pictures, I don't right. see many recruits putting on all maroon. Like, they switch shit up. That's what the they kids want to wear. switch it up. Like they I all see different white helmets. I see mostly white helmets and, yep. and either orange top. Yeah, that, that shit looks like them. That shit looks like I've seen them, one recruit wear all maroon. That might have been Bryce Duke. <laughs> Shout out Bryce Duke. Shout out Bryce Duke. Shout out Bryce to Royal High School. I worked there when I was doing construction up in the D.C. area. I, I actually did a job at that high school. They was uh, remodeling right. the school, so shout out to that high school. Um, but shout out Bryce Duke. But I think he's the only recruit that I've ever seen wear all maroon. All of them wear white, all white, or like orange, or they might wear maroon with the white helmet and the white pants. But I've never seen all maroon but one time from a recruit. So the kids no are telling you what they want to wear. No comment. I, I don't. I don't had that argument for. For years, people don't want to hear that though. Yeah, they don't want to hear that. Shit. Back to ball, back to Boston College. Zay Flowers is one of the best receivers in the ACC. His numbers have suffered because Phil Jacoby got hurt. Mm-hmm. 
Zay Flowers on the on the season got 35 catches, 511 yards, two touchdowns. But last week versus Cuse, he had six catches for 116 yards. So he might be hitting his stride. Clearly, this is somebody that Jermaine Waller will be focused on. And if they try to move him to – they're going to try to move him around and try to find a matchup, try to get him matched up on Connor to take advantage and things like that. Zay, number four, we need to have eyeballs on number four at all times. I know Jay Ham doesn't really, you know, move his corners around like that. But so, whatever you got to do, bracket, uh, bump on something. If this young man is getting free release and he just running the cross zone coverage, I'm I'm gonna pull my hair out. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm blaming I'm blaming I'm a I'm a personally hold Jay Ham responsible. If I see zone coverage and this kid is just running around not getting bumped and all this other shit, he just running free. Uh, on these deep over routes and shit. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna put that. Jay Ham. I'm putting the responsibility on you because Boston College does not have a running back this year. They don't got no Andre Williams or no. Uh, what's my man's that played for the Packers? Uh, um, AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon. None. Of, they don't got nothing like that. I don't even like calling him name. So Zay Flowers. Punishing us. Yeah. So Zay Flowers. Should 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 get a lot of attention on Friday night. Um, yeah. that's pretty that's pretty much it for the Boston College game. Yeah, y'all know Boston College some shit, but we kind of some shit too, so we could lose. But I expect us to win the game. Right. <laughs> let's get into let's get into the CFP, the college football uh, the college football playoff put out their first rankings last night. The real the, the real scammers, the real scammers, the college football uh committee. Uh, mm-hmm. Shout out! Shout out to the committee. But uh, it it, it goes Georgia number one. They ain't no. I don't think anybody would debate that. I don't think nobody right. would debate Georgia. Georgia has been awesome all year, kicking the shit out of everybody. Uh, Bama number two. Bama has a loss to Texas A and M, I believe. Um, Bama being in the top four doesn't really irk me. I think Bama being two does because right. I think if Bama catches another loss. I think they would still make the playoffs. Oh, yeah. They're trying to put them in there. They're trying yeah, to put their ass in there. I think they're going to find a way to get their ass in there. Michigan yeah. State, Michigan State number three, they're undefeated. They're coming off a big win versus their in-state rival, Michigan. So I feel like they're rightfully, you know, cemented in there. And number four is Oregon, seven and one. I couldn't tell you who they lost to, but they did beat number five, Ohio State. So that, leaves, up in so that leaves little old Cincinnati number six out in the cold as of right now. Cincinnati is undefeated, but this pretty much, the, the, the committee is pretty much saying, Cincinnati, fuck you. Like, yeah. fuck yeah. y'all. If Cincinnati played Notre Dame and they tried to you know, they scheduled some – I think they played Indiana earlier this year, but – the, the thing that kind of blow my mind is that – I ain't going to say blow my mind because, you know, it's what they expect. They're going to put the big names in there. But, like, mm-hmm. if Oregon had lost to Ohio State or somebody like that, it may make a little bit more sense. Like, Oregon lost to Stanford. You know okay. what I'm saying? I knew they lost to somebody. Yeah, they lost to Stanford. They didn't get beat by much, but they was like number three, I believe, when they lost. But right. Stanford's like three and two. 
or three and three or something like that. Like yeah, mid. Yeah, they mid. So like what I don't know how you're gonna do it, but I'm like, bro, you that shit's not working. The shit that they're doing ain't working. Because how do you look at uh, Oregon and put them there over hell, the only reason you put them over Ohio State is because they beat them. But then right. you don't put you don't put a Cincinnati in there. It's just it's all ass backwards to me. But besides that, like you got Alabama, like you said, I can understand Alabama being in the top four because people was like, oh, it's the eye test. It's the eye test. But if you look at the eye test, when Alabama played Texas A&M, like they didn't look good. You know, and even, right. even it's that at the beginning of the season, Alabama, people were like, yes, Georgia and Alabama did the rest of the rest of the field. But now, like, since you've seen Alabama play a little bit more, you're looking at it like, well, I could see somebody get – I could see a Ohio State playing with Alabama or even a Michigan State. Like, they don't look that unbeatable. Now it's just like Georgia and then everybody else. It's what yeah. most college football fans look like now. So, I don't know. It just kind of – it blew my mind on them putting Alabama too. Yeah, putting Alabama too, especially over Michigan State because yeah. Michigan State went on the road and beat Miami. And people can say – I think a lot of times us college football fans, like if the team is some shit today, they were some shit then. And that game don't mean nothing. And scheduling power five, this cannot be understated enough. Scheduling power five role games should always be, people should put some stock into that. Michigan state went on the road to Miami and dominated them. Georgia went to the Duke's Mayo classic and played Clemson, which means they were allowed to bring half their fans or half the fans. That's a neutral site game. And Bama, you know, played a neutral site game versus Miami, too, where right. if you play Alabama in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia, that's a, that's a Bama home game. A Bama home game. That's two hours away from them. So Michigan State going to Miami, that's the common opponent. They went to Miami's house and dominated them. Bama dominated Miami, too. It kind of fucked their whole season up. But yeah. I, I I would I would put more stock into going to their house in the mind you Michigan State played Miami like week two or week three. It probably was 90 fucking degrees down there. Probably was hot as shit. Miami right. had all the advantages with the humidity and all that. Mm-hmm. Bama played them inside on the neutral field, which was a glorified home game for them. So yeah. We got to start putting more stock into, yeah, Miami ain't ranked right now, but going on the road to play these games should be commended by Power 5. And this is why a lot of Power 5 schools don't feel compelled to travel nowhere except to do these little neutral site games because it's like, what's the point? Why are we even scheduling these games if we're not going to get no right. credit for them if we win? Right. I feel, I mean, I guess with Michigan State, they're looking at them like, okay, they ate it all, but when they are beating some of these teams, like they ain't beating the shit out of them. You know, like right. they beat, I think, like an Indiana, maybe like 21 to 10 or something like that. I ain't looking right. at the numbers, but they didn't, they didn't beat the shit out of them. You know, it didn't even, right. even when they went to Miami, they beat them, I think it was 38 to 17, maybe. Mm, so, 21, 21. Yeah. So they, some people looking at that like, well, you know, that wasn't – they beat them, but, you know, they didn't beat yeah. them. Beat them. I, right. I, and, I, and we didn't know Michigan State was this at the time. 
Right. Uh, at the time, we looked at it like, what the fuck wrong with Miami? Right. And then what makes me, I ain't going to say what makes me mad, but what I always blow my mind is people like, well, you can't really trust the rankings um, because, or you can't worry about the rankings. They all going to play out. Well, if they don't mean nothing, then why are we ranking them that early? Like, they do right. mean something. Because guess what? When you give somebody that number two ranking and then they go play, referees know the motherfuckers rank number two. I don't mm-hmm. care what you say. Like, they're human. Like, you're going to get some, it's like when LeBron play, like, he LeBron, so he gonna get certain calls that the number twenty player in the league may not get. So, right, the rankings mean something. People say they don't mean nothing. That's no shake out. They gonna play Ohio State or they gonna play Penn State. Well, maybe they need to be ranked a certain. The preseason uh-huh. rankings one hundred percent mean something because when these motherfuckers put that number nine, uh, yeah. by UNC's name. Uh, Virginia Tech fans stormed the fucking field because we beat the number nine team in the country, even though we do. Storm the field. Storm the field. <laughs> so yeah. The fucking field. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So, preseason rankings do matter because that absolutely brought it brought up the intensity of the game. If you would have put exactly. North Carolina number 19, maybe the team isn't as juiced up. Right. Right, it just brings a different dynamic to it. Yeah, bring a it brings dynamic. a different. It definitely brings a different dynamic. Because it's like, okay, we got, we got to, we got to, we got to show our ass. We can make an example out of a number, number the top ten team in the country. Make right. an example out of it. Yep. Are you are you hip to what's going on in Texas with the pole assassin and the pet monkey? Uh, I've seen a couple things on it, but no, nah, you gotta you gotta bet me on it. What 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 thing? What's going on? Some about and I I've been I haven't even read all of this either, but like one of the coaches is is his stripper girlfriend, uh the pole assassin. Her name is Pole Assassin. And she dances with with the monkey. Like the monkey is part of her stripping routine. Oh, and shit. the monkey <laughs> and oh, they the monkey, on the monkey shit. They are literally on the monkey shit. And um the Did monkey the monkey bit, bite somebody? The monkey bit somebody. Um, like it's one of the wildest. Like... What do you say? I think the monkey bit like a trick-or-treater or something like that. Yeah, it bit somebody's child at a Halloween party. Oh, um, oh yeah. Man, they were having an orgy over that, man. You know, them people be <laughs> wild shit, man. Them motherfuckers was having a swingers party and somebody's child came in there looking for their mama. And seeing dicks yeah, and monkeys walking around. What the fuck going on? Like the pole, yeah, assa- the pole assassin said that yeah. the monkey is up to date on the shots, and it is Man. an emotional support animal. So Man. if anybody thought Man, about putting that is. monkey down, he fucking the monkey. <laughs> All right, come on, man. You, if you watch porn, man, you know that you can see this story, man. Don't play. Right, anybody listening to this, y'all, y'all ain't got to tell us. We know, we know, y'all watch porn, like. A motherfucker that's dancing on a pole with a monkey. What's going on here? The monkey, the monkey's jaws had to be pried off of the small child, so it went into pit bull mode. God, no. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> oh, my grandma used to tell me. My grandma used to tell me every day before I went to school, or every day I was supposed to do, I was about to do something bad. And she used to say, boy, we are living in the last days. 
This it? Yeah. They've been saying that my whole life. This it. We good. They had the Prada monkey. They had the Prada monkey. Hold on for a minute. Let me try. I'm trying to get my mind right. They had the Prada monkey's mouth open to get it off the child. Yes. A young trick-or-treater on Halloween. The monkey bit the child and went into pit bull mode. Locked down on the child. And what was the child? Do we know what the child was dressed as? That I do want to know because if the child was dressed as a banana, what the fuck? I'm trying, to, <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to see what the child dressed as a banana or a BBC. It had to be one or the other. One or the other. And what what do you think Paul Assassin and the monkey do on their routine? But, I've seen some wild shit in my life, but that 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 probably would for me to even try to get my mind to work to think about what we're saying that the person's name is Pole Assassin and they have a pet monkey that bit down on somebody and jaws had to be unlocked. Like hey, some some I don't know what's going on behind closed doors with that family. But it ain't yeah, nothing so that I want to so be a part of. Coach Jeff Banks, because it's because it's I don't know. Maybe it's a coach. He's the special teams coach at Texas. Um, mm-hmm. He dates he dates Polar Sasson. That's his that's his woman. That's his lady. So I don't know if they're sharing a monkey or is is her monkey, but is that his house? That it's so many questions. It's too it's many so questions. There's <laughs> so many questions. And it ain't like a, a monkey ain't like a cat. Like, have you ever seen a monkey interact with a human? Like, just video, <laughs> not in person. I ain't never seen one in person. You know what I'm saying? But as looking at videos or something, have you seen how monkeys interact with humans? Right. So if that, if that, if that monkey is comfortable enough to see Pole Assassin working and being part of the, of the routine that she has, and the motherfucker is biting people. Like, he ain't biting the men that's throwing them money. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's it's just, just so many a questions. small chat. It's so many questions. And what are they paying? What are they paying the monkey? What are they, they paying? What are they paying the monkey? Like, because, because monkeys, because, because monkeys don't deserve to work for free. And the monkey's getting pussy. The that's what the monkey's getting paid in. <laughs> the monkey's getting paid in pussy and dick. I don't know. The monkey, the monkey and polar assassin. We gotta go to Texas. We in the wrong state. Wait, that's why Fuente didn't was doing that. That's why they were going to Texas. Is this why Fuente trying to get back down to Texas? Is he trying to get his pole assassinated? Man, they finna pole assassin and assassinate poles. They doing all of it down there. Like this man is. This is a wild story, man. I need to go read up on it. I wouldn't even. You threw me for a loop by even talking about this because I ain't read up enough to know 100% what I'm dealing with, but I'm, I'm interested. Is the monkey big or little? Like, what type of monkey is All right. What's the monkey's dick size? I need to know this stuff. It's a, it's a female monkey. Oh, shit. It's a female monkey. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the child tried to finger the monkey. It's coming It's coming a little bit closer now. It's all, the child it's all has, coming to the light. Yeah. The child saying we go pray for everybody involved and we, yeah, shout out, shout out to the white, kid that got bit this, up by the money. This goes to white people, white people, because I'm talking to white people. Stop domesticating jungle animals. You cannot domesticate monkeys, tigers, hippos, 
this shit belongs out in the wild. <laughs> Why you can't just get a dog or a cat or or aquarium with fish? What, what monkeys and tigers and shit? Stop domesticating oh, wild animals. Shit. Snakes, bearded dragons, I don't like none of that. I don't yeah, even like nobody else's dogs. Like I gotta, I gotta have a relationship with a dog to be the like. Like I'm, you go to somebody's house and they're like, oh, he don't bite. I know he ain't gonna bite me because I'm not gonna get around. Right, it's his shit. I'm not fucking with nobody else's dog. That right. shit's the crazy. right people stop trying to domesticate wild animals because then you end up like then you end up like uh polar sacks talking about some fucking. That's my emotional support animal, even though it's helping me make money out here on these tricks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that shit's crazy. Ah, oh, that is that's nuts, man. Wild, wild, wild times we're living in. Like my grandma used to always say, we are living in the last days. And last God day. is gonna destroy this world that we living in. So you better get your soul. You better get, get soul right, boy. Man, you better get your mind right, your soul right, all that. We got monkeys. Watching people fucking all types of shit going on in this world wild right time. now. It's wild times. But that's it for Don V Fridays, man. I want to thank Tally at Tally Bands 44. Yeah. At Tally Bands 44 for stepping in for Drift. Shout out Drift, man. Drift, Drift uh, doing big things in the business world. Shout out Legend. Don V Fridays, legend. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything last you got to say to the people before we log out? Now nah, that's it, man. Everybody, shoot. We're going to watch the game Friday. Figure out if we're going to be happy or sad for the weekend. Uh, if y'all don't follow me, follow me. I'll try to follow back. Uh, yeah. That's why the jerseys, that's why the orange jerseys every week. That's all I got for you. Yeah, man. Yeah, shout, shout out, shout out. It's definitely at TallyBands44. That's your IG one, too? That's your IG? Yeah, same IG. Same on IG. All young, All young women. Dive into the man's DMs, you know. Men too. I don't discriminate. Young men, men women, men too. Hey, pussy, I don't discriminate. Pussy, ass, or grass. <laughs> hit the DMs. The DMs are open. Empty dicks, full heart. That's what we gotta play with. Empty dicks, full heart. But uh, that's it for Don V Fridays, man. Until next time, God bless. All right, man. <laughs>